Have you ever noticed that podcasts are a little like sharks? When they stop swimming, they die, and they can both smell blood from a mile away. So in the spirit of keeping swimming, I'd like to introduce you to TOS Plus. Putting my business pants on for a second, TOS Plus is our new premium membership thingamajig. It's the all-access pass to a growing library of exclusive horror, sci-fi, and WTF audio fiction, along with access to the regular TOS weekly stories in higher quality, a week early, and ad-free. Once again, that's exclusive episodes, ad-free, a week early, and higher quality audio. You'll also get access to the brand new TOS Plus Vault, where you can grab our ebooks, comics, and desktop wallpapers and all sorts of stuff. All of this is available today via our Patreon campaign, which includes juicy extras like Discord access, audiobooks, and merch. And if you're an Apple user, you can subscribe directly via the Apple Podcasts app. We're now in our eighth year of the podcast, and we've got so many cool projects on the boil none of which would be possible without the ongoing support of our listeners, specifically our premium subscribers, our super-powered patrons, and the many multi-dimensional voodoo priests air-guitaring to the TOS intro jingle. For more, head over to theotherstories.net forward slash plus. Once again, that's theotherstories.net forward slash plus. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. These aren't the stories your mother told you. No, these are the other stories. <laughs> <laughs> We've got a couple of opportunities available to writers right now. On our Facebook group, we are running a flash fiction competition based around the theme of St. Paddy's Day. So looking for 500 word stories, must have something to do with the Irish or St. Patrick's Day. And the deadline is March the 13th. And that will be on our Facebook group. So go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash hook and cleaver. We're also looking for full stories for the Other Stories podcast. The next six themes to submit to are time travel, alternative realities, space, post-apocalypse, mythology, and doppelgangers. The submission details for those are over at theotherstories.net forward slash submissions. Once again, that's theotherstories.net forward slash submissions. Today's episode is The Folly of Men, written by Andy Conduit-Turner and narrated by Josh Curran.
London hadn't seen this kind of destruction since the Great Awakening, when Cephalocalypse had chosen the Thames Estuary as a spawning pool and subsequently clashed over the territory with the Vespress. The new London that emerged from the rubble, like most other restored cities around the world, grew up in an entirely new world. Mike had been just eight when the world changed in ways no one, save for the ancient Mayans it turned out, had predicted. In a flash, his parents and adults worldwide had stopped being afraid of whatever it was that adults were afraid of, and joined their children in their fear of monsters. One good thing about these evacuations was that people didn't really bother locking up before bolting underground. Mike passed upward through the office block unchallenged. Still, he kept his press credentials visible on a lanyard around his neck, just in case. Pausing at the uppermost step, he opened the roof access door tentatively. Once satisfied things were at least relatively safe, he took a deep breath and moved outside. This roof's taken, find your own. Finn McCready didn't even turn around to growl his dismissal of Mike to his face. There was a time that no fellow journalist would have argued with any of McCready's demands, but they were long gone. His formerly legendary reputation eroded, with each subsequent conspiracy theory and ranting article. BBC staff need to take your orders as much as the newsroom take your calls these days, McCready, Mike replied dismissively. He took a spot next to the grizzled veteran, raised his camera, and began taking shots of the South Bank, the familiar skyline largely demolished beyond recognition. The hulking figures that were flattening the city patrolling unopposed in the distance. It was a humbling display of might. As though on cue, one of the metal titans that had descended upon New London just a few hours prior stepped out from behind what was remaining of the shard. Coldly and efficiently, the gigantic automaton gripped the side of the landmark and ripped an entire section loose. With a scream of supporting metalwork, the top section of the building toppled over, splintering like a sapling in high winds, shattering glass falling like razor-sharp confetti to the streets below. Surrender peacefully, humans. An emotionless voice boomed, not only from the weapon itself, but from both men's mobile phones and what sounded like several other out-of-sight speakers. This island has been claimed on behalf of the Empire of Nibiru and will serve as our embassy on your planet. Submit to relocation and no harm will come to you. This we pledge. Upon completing the proclamation, the invader administered an almighty kick to the remnants of the monument, sending the whole structure collapsing downwards and unleashing a fresh plume of dust into the already thick air. Nibiru, give me a break, McCready grumbled without lowering his camera. I know, Mike replied almost reflexively. Reuters are going to have a fit. They've been reporting this as a resurgence of Deeptopia's forces. Are you just naive or actually stupid, kid? This time, McCready took a break from photographing the scene. He shoved Mike's shoulder, blurring his last shot and grabbing his attention. 
the legend turned crackpot looked Mike right in the eye. Just a couple of years ago, this would have made Mike or any other young reporter weak at the knees, face to face with the best of the best. Look, I know what people think of me these days, and kids like you don't got any real memories of how it was before to fall back on, but does nothing about this feel off? What feels off is that someone who made a career taking photos of kaiju clashes actually not only took photos, but was literally standing at ground zero while AKs saved human civilization countless times, suddenly going off the deep end and becoming a full-blown conspiracy theorist. How can you call anything you must have seen over the years nothing more than a hoax? Surprisingly, McCready didn't respond with the aggression Mike had expected. His glare softened. He looked almost wounded. He turned his back on the ongoing destruction across the river and sat down. Nothing hoaxed about the death and the destruction, kid. That's all too real. Pictures I took of Arachnics versus Gore-Ella or Armadrillo wiping out the Machine Head Syndicate got plastered everywhere, but nobody wanted to run the pictures of the aftermath, the displaced families, or the records of the shady land grabs for redevelopment. The public? I get it. But people like you? That really gets to me. We live in a world where creatures the size of buildings regularly demolish entire cities, always for a reason, of course, either battling over territory or saving us all from invasions from hitherto unheard of undersea civilizations and dangers from mystery planets. All of that we accept at face value these days, but who thinks these setups are, well, just that, must have lost it. Their impromptu heart-to-heart was interrupted as both reporters' phones sprang to life. Mike plunged his hand into his pocket to check the message, while McCready simply grunted and primed his camera. Let me guess, Lord Giller. McCready said as Mike retook a spot next to him. Knife a tracking imminent arrival. Mike tried in vain to hide the excitement in his voice. Lord Giller had always been his favourite. Ah, yes, the Kaiju Neutralization and Integration Federation of Experts, McCready scoffed. Now there's a backronym you can set your watch by. Should have called themselves the Department for Imaginative Lies and Decoy Organization. Because they sure are mostly used to fuck. The distinct cry was one of the most familiar sounds on the planet. The shrill initial shriek giving way to a low rumbling snarl, which sent every unbroken pane of glass left in all of New London reverberating to breaking point. Mike adjusted his lens, scanning the water of the Thames below for the telltale silhouette. Before he could focus, the whole river practically emptied as Lord Giller erupted from the depths, the whole city trembling as he landed on his hind legs on the south bank. While underwater, the cry of the world's most beloved allied kaiju had been intimidating. Now, in the open air, it was near deafening. The response from the fighting machines was immediate. Distant figures all across the horizon all turned towards the first thing they likely perceived as a threat since they effortlessly cast aside the initial military response. 
and all began charging in unison. The closest machine, the one who had finished off the shard, raised an arm towards the Earth's saviour, chrome-plated, palm-facing outwards. There was a momentary hum, followed by a sharp crack as purple energy arced across decimated city streets before entangling Lord Giller. Mike's heart leapt to his throat as the second childhood hero he'd met today staggered backwards, energy crackling across his scales. Surely he wouldn't go down like this! The creature's knees seemed to shake, almost buckling, and its eyes closed as a second invader arrived in range, adding another energy stream to the assault. Mike kept clicking his camera shutter on autopilot, biting his lip as he hoped for a miracle. Then it happened. Lord Giller's eyes snapped open, now glowing the same iridescent purple as the Niberian weapons. Forgetting himself, Mike grabbed MacReady's shoulder as he laughed and cheered like a fan at a stadium watching his team stage a comeback. Those idiots! He practically sang. Their weapons probably use null energy. Lord Giller is practically made of the stuff. Their attacks are going to supercharge him. Yeah, idiots. MacReady rolled his eyes before glaring back at Mike. With a cry somehow louder and more fearsome than the last, now accompanied by an electrical buzzing, Giller unleashed a blast of white-hot energy from his mouth, which struck the original attacker directly in the chest. The blast tore clean through the machine's mechanical body, a sparking hole remaining in its wake as the robot fell to its knees. Lord Giller didn't miss a beat. Dropping to all fours, he charged at an alarming speed for a creature his size of the second mech. Null energy cascading across his scales, the lighter sections of his markings pulsating with the swells of the power he'd absorbed. Just as he leapt onto the new, now comparatively fragile-looking alien machine, clamping, crushing jaws around a helplessly outstretched arm, the head section of the first machine made a bid to escape. Launching into the air as its crippled hull shook itself apart in a series of explosions, the escape craft looked to be trying to get clear of the scuffle. Despite some frantic manoeuvres, it failed to avoid Giller's tail as it thrashed wildly. With an almighty impact, the vehicle lost all illusion of controlled flight and was sent spinning helplessly through the air, clean across the river. Both photographers ducked for cover as the damaged pod sailed harmlessly over their vantage point, landing with a crash what must have been just a hundred metres or so north. Mike looked at his former idol expectantly. He didn't need MacReady to speak to know what he was thinking, and he knew he'd be right behind him. Despite being at least 15 years his junior, Mike struggled to keep pace with the old newshound as they rushed down the stairwell. MacReady was practically vaulting the last half of each flight in a race to get this evidence he so desperately sought. As he ran, he rambled, possibly for Mike's benefit, possibly to himself in his nervous fervour. 
Awakening didn't end the Cold War and unite shit. Nukes just aren't as scary once there's a 400-foot lizard that eats them in the mix. Always see more attacks in an election year. Military funding is an arms proliferation if it's to defend against kaiju. All a big show. Trigon the Terrible grows wings and saves Neo-Leningrad in September, and then Gigantomantis appears with a new mutation before the end of the year. They keep getting bigger, louder, more teeth, more powers, until they unleash one they can't recall and it wipes us all out. The pair burst out of the fire exit and sprinted along the streets towards where it seemed likely the head would have landed. Thick clouds of dust hung like a fog at street level. While he couldn't see the battle down here, the sounds of roars, rending metal, and the crashes of unseen destruction assaulted them at all sides. Mike's lungs burned and his knees cried for him to stop, but adrenaline and the fact MacReady showed no sign of slowing kept him moving. Rounding a final corner, they finally saw it. Wedged into the building, about ten meters from the ground, the smoking wreck of the war machine's head, or perhaps cockpit was a better description, still glowed with residual null energy. MacReady already had his camera raised, taking shot after shot of the scene. Mike was the first to see what must have been one of the pilots stumble out of the building. He was wounded, a jagged metal bar protruding from his lower torso, blood seeping through his flight suit. His flight suit emblazoned with the knife insignia. Mike's head swam with a tidal wave of realizations that he had no chance to voice before MacReady sprang to action, photographing the very human pilot while spewing accusations, even audible over the sounds of the raging battle. Shit, I'm compromised! The pilot wheezed into a radio at his shoulder as he raised his sidearm and began firing in their direction. Injured as he was, his aim was clearly lacking. The reporters weaved as they fled, hoping to make harder targets. MacReady went down. The world slowed to a crawl as Mike turned to see the man that had inspired him to become a photojournalist sprawled on the floor, his flailing arms holding out his camera, brimming with the world-changing proof that threatened to undermine a generation of history. All this continued to unfold in slow motion as the hobbling pilot desperately tried to close the gap between them, taking careful aim to tie off the final loose end. Mike lunged backward for the camera. Lord Giller's clawed foot slammed down with so much force that Mike was thrown backwards, landing dazed in a pile of debris clear across the road. He looked up in awe as the monster, now glowing near white with even more energy, slurped the residual charge from the wreckage of the escape pod. Mike raised MacReady's camera and took the shot of his career at the beast towering over him before it leapt back into battle with another screech. Mike was far below the creature's notice. It could have looked right at him and still not register him. Sitting up and attempting to catch his breath, he saw that the area that the events between him, MacReady, and the pilot had unfolded in was now nothing more than a crater. Any bodies lost 
beneath the rubble. He turned away. Monument Underground Station, quarter mile. The dust-caked sign at the street corner was barely readable. With a fresh fear of something far worse than monsters, Mike cradled the precious camera and ran. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of The Other Stories. The Folly of Men was written by Andy Conduit Turner, narrated by Josh Curran, edited by Duncan Muggleton, with music by Dark Fantasy Studio and Tom Robson, and sound effects provided by freesound.org. The episode illustration provided by Luke Spooner of Carry On House. Andy Conduit Turner is a UK-based writer, editor, comic creator and podcast crasher with a song in his heart and a spreadsheet for everything. Follow more of his work, seasoned with frequent dog pictures via AndyCTWrites on Twitter. Josh Curran is a narrator and writer. He has narrated many episodes of the other stories over the show's lifetime. He is also the creator of the horror audio drama podcast, Miscreation. You can follow him on Twitter at at jcurranwriter. If you enjoyed today's episode, you can help support the show over at patreon.com forward slash hawk and cleaver. You can join our book club and movie club and get involved in the flash fiction competition at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash hawk and cleaver. T-shirts and mugs and posters and comic books are available at gumroad.com forward slash hawk and cleaver. The Other Stories is a production of the Story Studio Hawk and Cleaver and is brought to you with Creative Commons, Attribution, Non-Commercial, No Derivatives License. That means don't change it, don't sell it, but by all means share the hell out of it. So, until next time. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Hello, my name is Alex Markley, and I'm inviting you to check out my new podcast. It's a surreal sci-fi comedy series called The Unlikely Adventures of an Improbable Family. It's about a forlorn shell of a man, his egotistical laptop, a cartoon alien fuzzball, and a mysterious woman with telepathic abilities. You can find The Unlikely Adventures on the web at unlikely.show or wherever you find your podcasts. Give it a listen and let me know what you think. And thanks. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.